0: Of its brilliance, the King of Glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That You would take my place. That You. you just see a familiar face around you, I just want you to say hello. If you see a face you don't know? Definitely say hello. And we're just gonna worthy is the lamb who was slain, worthy is the king who conquered the grave, worthy is the lamb who was slain, worthy, 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 oh this is amazing grace, this is unfailing love, that you would take my place, that you would worthy is the lamb who was slain worthy 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 oh this is amazing grace. this is unfailing love that you would take my place that you would
1: for me. In Hill City, good morning. How many of you guys are excited to be here? Woo! You guys can take a seat. Thank you so much for coming today to worship with us and spend time. I'm so excited to see everybody. Um, So I I just wanna introduce a little topic right here uh, in foster care. So uh, with something that we have been talking about in Hill City Kids is um, trying to decide of how we want to give next and sacrifice and, and just being able to help the people around us so a couple of the topics that we talked about like last time were the homeless bags but this time we decided on something foster care bags so i just wanted to read a little bit of something to you so i i think foster care is something that is an under talked about topic here in america especially with how prevalent it is each day there's over 400,000 kids that are in the foster care system they don't have i mean caring families parents with them and so it's something that 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 I I think we need to have a burden for. Um, And so this is something we talked with the kids about and we gave them options about what they wanted to do. And pretty much unanimously, they chose to build foster care bags. And what this is gonna do is this is gonna allow us to help these kids that can get ripped out of their homes and they might have to go to a new foster home and they don't really have any possessions of their own. And so what we wanna do is make a bag that allows them to have some of their own possessions and just just items that they can take home to home and they can have some ownership. And so if you guys will watch this video with me, I'll explain a little bit about
0: it. Always show kindness and be kind to everyone. When children don't have homes, you should try to help them out. I have a favorite Disney princess, and her name is Belle. Belle, she finds out that her father is missing, so she went out to go look for him, but then she finds the Beast's castle. She trades herself in for her father, and then Belle and the Beast sort of fall in love.
1: kids in foster care are just like any other kids out there.
2: They have their own dreams, they have their own goals, they have their own aspirations. They shouldn't be counted out just
1: because they're in the system. Often when our children are first removed from their biological homes, they have little to no time. They're having to carry
2: all of their personal items in trash bags. It's a really scary transition. They're being taken away by strangers and putting into another stranger's house. They may have just seen their parents getting arrested. We have these volunteers who necessarily can't be foster parents, but they can get a duffel bag filled with the basic essentials and a teddy bear. The teddy bear means a lot to them. It's something to comfort when No one else is there. The cool thing about Together We Rise is that they
1: provide that outlet for people who want to volunteer and give back, and there's a number of ways you can do it. Anything from decorating the suitcases for them, building bikes for them, interning, volunteering at the office, or just
2: taking a kid to Disneyland. It's a moment where they can forget about everything and just experience childhood. And We can impact them in this
0: traumatic time that might affect the rest of their lives. They deserve somebody that's behind them, being a cheerleader, and for them to know that there are people out there that care and they want to see them succeed in life. Suitcases help you carry everything. Crayons, coloring books, and when you color, it takes you on an adventure in your mind. It, did, it just did that to me right
1: now. <laughs> so the question is, how can you help? So what we're doing is we're raising money. We want to make at least 35 of these bags for the foster kids. Um, our, our kids in Hill City, we want to have each one of them basically decorate design, and then be able to give these out. And so we want you to be able to donate. There's a few options um, over here at the kids check-in. If you just want to give cash, change, whatever, you can do that. There's also something on the uh, Facebook page that you can do as well, and then online. So there's a few different ways. I mean, pray about this. This is something that I, I went to Africa and I saw the need and I see the need here as well. And this is something that weighs on me. Um, and I, I want you guys to pray about it as well and, and let God give you a burden for that. So here's the intro for guardrails. Guardrails. <laughs>
2: You guys doing? All right, all right, that was great. Woo. Woo. I got one woo. All right, if you are new here, my name is John. Welcome to Hill City. And if you're guests, thank you for being here. And we're continuing this message. It's called Guardrails. And, it, and, and what is a guardrail, John? It, a guardrails are a protective system, and they're designed to, uh, to keep us from straying into dangerous off-limits uh, areas. So if you're driving and you, you hit a guardrail, you, it, it, will, it might keep you from going off the cliff. Has anyone done some mountain driving, and you're like, there should be a guardrail there because someone can easily fall that way. Uh, I, and I, told, I shared a story last week about how I almost fell off a mountain, right? And uh, we, I, it, I didn't hit a guardrail, but it, it was like close. I was like 100 feet from falling off a mountain just because I got off track, and I wish something was there. Uh, but it, it, we put it in, guardrails are found in areas of danger, Right? areas like of potential danger when there's lane changes when something's going on like that mountainsides and they direct and uh, they direct us when we're close to danger and they protect us when we get off tracks so we can hit a guardrail and survive but when you when there's nothing there to stop us we'll go and it will we'll go off that cliff so we need guardrails driving but we also need guardrails personally and this is what uh, this uh, whole series has been about we're on number 4 and uh, because we believe that some of our greatest regrets could have been stopped could have, been, could have been held back if we had set some proper guardrails and boundaries in, in our life, financially, relationally, professionally, morally, protecting us. Uh, and, and, and it doesn't only protect us, because a lot of times we're so focused on us. It protects those you love most. Because when, when, we, we, when, when we fall apart, when things bad happen to us, guess what? It affects everyone around us, from our family, to, to our children, to, uh, to even our friends. And so uh, today, I want to talk to you about an area that, that we don't really protect. You know, we, there's a lot of things we protect, but this is an area that we don't normally pay attention to. It affects all of life, and it really needs our attention. And the message is called, guard your heart. Say, guard your heart. And, and, and this is how I'm going to start. I don't know about you, but have you ever, like, uh, you know, you, you, you're in a situation. And I was talking to Angel about a situation this morning. He was talking about what happened in Vegas. And, uh, and there's, all of us go through some situation where we respond, like, overboard. Have you ever been, like, totally disappro- like, th- disproportionate to what just happened, right? Something sim- simple happened, and you just absolutely freak out. And, and then you ask yourself, like, what, what did that come from? Have you ever done that? Like, I, I notice it most in parenting, and if you're a parent, you understand this. Like, uh, I remember one time my my son, he was telling my daughter, you're fat, and like, I I had some fat boy issues, right? So I'm like, what? I like freak out on him. And then I'm like, what is this? Where is this coming from? Like, I am so upset and so angry, like so like way overboard. And I'm like, then you have to go back and he's crying. And I'm like, I'm sorry I said those things to you. You said one mean thing. And I said 10 mean things to you, (laughs) you know, like, Yeah, I do that. Bad parenting sometimes. I know you guys aren't that sort of parent and you guys don't mess up like that. But I mess up like that. There's moments I just freak out. And then we ask ourselves, where did that come from? Where did that hostility grow from? And, and it's because of pain and things that are undealt inside our lives that we have not, maybe unforgiveness or things that we really didn't really work on. We just kind of hid it, and then we, and we're like, oh, as long as I hide it, it, it will go away, right? Guess what? It seems like it pops up here and there, especially when you're first married, right? Oh, we, oh, man, we had a great childhood, and then things pop up, and you're like, I didn't know this about you. I remember thinking, when we, the first year of marriage, I was thinking in my head, I don't even know
1: her. I don't know if you've ever thought
2: that. I don't even know her at all, like uh, because we like to fake it before, you know. We like to fake it. We're like, oh yeah, I'm this perfect person, and then something crazy happens, and the real you pops out. And I tell you stories about King Supers uh, when uh, Candace and I, when we got first, when we were first married. For some reason, that King Supers, I would always want to get into a fight, right? And like. Like, are you serious? Are you a grown man trying to fight other men? Like, you know, there's these moments of life where you look back and you're like, this is insane. But that's why we need guardrails because we all have different triggers that trigger our life. And it might be something, it's not all the same. It's not all the same. Sometimes we're confronted and we are so peaceful. Sometimes we're confronted and we freak out. And we don't know why because there's different things going on in our lives. It might be daddy issues, ex-issues, words that were spoken to you that we replayed in our minds, but the reaction in us should be alarming. It shouldn't just be like, oh, that's just, uh, that's just how I am. And we ignore it or we make excuses for it or we laugh about it. We're like, <laughs> right? And we bury it deep down. But what it's revealing, it's, it's a heart problem. It's a heart problem. And then, and when we have a heart problem, we try to ignore it, or we try to push it away, or we try to point at other people so that they, the focus is off you. And and if you have your Bibles, please go to Proverbs chapter four. All right. That's good. We love the Bible. We love the Word of God. We believe it reveals Jesus, and Jesus changes our lives. We're going to be in Proverbs four twenty-three, and it's uh, and the Proverbs is a book of wisdom, right? It, it's a, it's it's short. It's instructions about life, about people, relationships, value, about conduct, how to it's how to live an effective life. So if you want to know how to live an effective life, the book of Proverbs is a great place to go, right? Solomon was one of the major writers of Proverbs, and he was a a very, very wise man, maybe the wisest man, most influential, richest man to ever live. And out of all the things he says in the book of Proverbs, in Proverbs 4.23, he's saying, listen up. This is the most important thing. This is the most important thing. And if you get this right, it will honestly change your whole life. And so listen up. This, the wise man is saying, this is it. And if you can get this, it will change your life. Proverbs 4, 23, it says, above all else. What does it say? Above all else. Guard your heart. What? What do you mean guard your heart? He's saying pay attention to it. Pay attention to what's going on in the inside, what people can't see, the heart, which is a metaphor for the mission control of your life, of your decision making, the epicenter of your motives and your responses, right? That's your heart. And Solomon is saying watch it, pay attention to it, know it, guard it, because everything in our lives, everything we, everything in our lives that we value, right? There's things that all of us, we value different things, but everything in our lives we value, we guard. We guard our money, right? We guard our kids, right? You see them on the street with just playing in the playgrounds with a helmet and elbow pads and knee pads on, right? A mouthpiece. <laughs> just in case, just in case. You don't want them to fall down in the grass, right? And uh, we guard our homes. We got dead bolts, and we have guns. Some people have guns. Don't go to their house, right? Some people on the next door app, this is funny. If you ever go to the next door app, they have surveillance systems and they post videos of people that ring their doorbell and they say, this is a robber, right? This is the worst person ever. I'm just like, that person is just selling you like roof shingles, man. Calm down. (laughs) But it it, it seems like everyone is on surveillance. I'm like, don't go to that dude's house. He has surveillance. If you have surveillance, like, Never mind. I just got. It. We, you live in Thornton, man. It's the safest city on alarms.com. Safest city in the nation. And we have surveillance systems. All right, all right. I'm done. I'm done. All right. We guard our time, right? Our days off. We have me time. We got family time. We got Bronco time. All right. All right. Hashtag pray for Trevor Simeon, right? But when was the last time you guard, guarded your heart? And what I mean is sometimes we don't even notice what's changing in us. When was the last time you noticed, man, there's something in me that's really changing, right? And, and it's, sometimes it's hard to see. Have you ever, like, thought about, man, what's changing me? Why am I getting so bitter or condescending? Why am I feeling so insecure, anxious, fearful, or depressed? Until boom, right? Something hits the fan, and you are just like... You break on the inside, I don't know, I don't, and it's like you held it in, it's like holding your breath and holding your breath and holding your breath and at some point, it is, it, it detonates, right? And now you're broken and you're putting the pieces of your life back together because you held your breaths for so long I could do it. Instead of recognizing something wrong on the inside, we said, I can do this, I can do this. Our pride will lie to us to say we can do way more than we can actually do. And instead of like reaching out, instead of saying, man, I need to work on that, it hides it, we, we push it deep down. And at some point it explodes out and it explodes out in our marriages, it explodes out in our minds, it explodes out and it just detonates. Has anyone ever been there before? You push it down, you work so hard, anyone? I have, <laughs> I have big time. Some of us deal with depression, and I do, I deal with depression and so, what I need to do is, I need to pay attention. I can't just say, "Oh yeah, I deal with depression," so I'm gonna. Uh, when I feel really sad, I'm gonna do whatever I want. I'm gonna say, "Hey, uh, hey, John, I'm gonna just ignore that feeling because it's gonna go away." Well, guess what? It doesn't go away sometimes. And and, and then you don't tell anyone. You put the fake smile on. You're like <laughs> I was telling the people this morning, there's some people here smiling today that are not smiling on the inside. They are, they are hurting on the inside, and, they're, and it's funny because we, we, well, we work so hard to put a facade on on the outside when we're so broken on the inside. Why don't we just, like, work hard to get this fixed on the inside instead, instead of, like, faking it? Because I say if you can try to fake it to make it, but you just won't make it. You just won't make it. At some point, you'll be destroyed. And the worst thing we can do, and this, I'm talking to the Christians. If you're a Christian in here, the worst thing you can do is fake it because then it says to other people, and it says to people who are new to faith or not even close to faith, and it says to them, you can fake it, and it's okay. And what faking it does? If Anthony fakes, then I feel like the pressure. Oh, I better fake it too, because he got it together, and I don't got it together, right? And so then we're both like fake praising the Lord, and we're oh, how's your marriage? Perfect. How's yours? Better than yours, Anthony, right? you are trying to one up each other, right? And it doesn't help anyone in the room. It only helps when someone is really uh, available to say, "Man, I am struggling. There's places in my life I'm struggling." Have you ever been in, like, a, in, a, in a room, like, full of your friends, and you, everyone's faking, like, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. And, uh, uh, yeah, everything's good. Work's good. Everything's good. And the third guy, how are you doing? Oh, I've been smoking crack for about a month. And, and, and everyone's quiet. And it's like, man, I've been struggling too. Like, finally, someone says something nuts, right? Because they're actually going through stuff. And in this room, there's people actually going through stuff. I'm not saying they're smoking crack. They might be. I'm telling you but I'm just saying people are actually going through things. People are actually really close to divorce. People are actually like struggling at work with, with a female coworker or a male coworker that they should not be struggling with. That's why we need to set some guardrails and let's, let's be honest with ourselves because at some point we can't fake it to make it. You will just detonate. I remember like I was trying to like control like my depression until, uh, until I just detonated. I had this complete like mariah carey demi lovato mental breakdown right i was like man i'm not i'm not like those people i am those people right they're just people they're just people and, and i can't explain that moment i just remember that i that i thought life was over and my mind was just gone I, I can't really explain that emotion or those thoughts that i was going through in that moment but i'm telling you you don't want to be there and you don't want things to lag behind and catch up with you at some point and destroy everything that you have in your life. And it will if we don't pay attention to it. That's why I have to pay attention. I have to watch for signs. I need to know my heart. And it's funny because paying attention to our hearts is hard, right? It's, it, it, it is. Like you're like, huh? I, I know me. I know me, Right? We, we, then, but paying attention to our hearts honestly is really hard. But it's funny and it's crazy because we we are really good at paying atten- uh, at monitoring everyone else's behavior but really bad at paying attention to our heart, right? We know, we can tell you what's wrong with them. Like, oh, I know, ah, that guy, that Brian, he has some issues. I know, I can see it, right? We can see other people's behavioral like, issues and we don't even know our own heart. So we can, we're like pointing the finger and pointing the finger. And, 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 and we think like we're ESPN giving our expert analysis on people. You know what's wrong with Jen, right? You know we were trying to ESPN them, right? And just ask a husband or a wife about the other, right? They will give you a list of things that they can improve on. Don't tell each other. That's you know not right away. <laughs> Work on that. But I'm an expert. Well, at, with Candace, I'm an expert at knowing my wife. She is perfect. That's right, babe. And if you would ask Candace about me, she would say the same thing. <laughs> No, absolutely not. She would give you a list, a book of things that I can work on, starting from putting my socks into— I don't know why it's so hard to put socks all the way into the laundry room. It's just easier next to the couch, right? And, but somehow, it gets to the couch to the laundry room. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, Candace, <laughs> she's shaking her head at me like, I will kill you, right? But we're all great at monitoring other people's behavior, yet horrible at monitoring our own hearts. Proverbs 4, 23— Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. For everything you do, everything you see, you feel, you think, flows through the filter of your heart. And when your heart is jacked up, everything you see looks jacked up. When when your heart is messed up, everything you think is messed up right? It's the filter of the way we live life and respond to life. And when our heart is broken, everything that we see looks broken. And you know it. We know some people where their heart is broken, right? And everything they see, it could be the best day. I remember in my depression, there would be beautiful days, and they would say, how are you doing? The worst. I don't feel anything, right? I can't, I can't feel a thing. I can't, I can't even enjoy anything because the, the filter of my heart was busted. And Jesus knew this, and he says the same thing in the New Testament. He says in Luke six forty five, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So it's, it, it's on the inside, right? It's on the inside. So when we say things like, sorry, I don't normally do that or say that or think that way, that's just another cover-up. That's actually what you do. That's actually what you think and say because it's inside our hearts. That's who we are. And we can either face it, deal with it, and set some parameters and guardrails to protect people and ourselves from our hearts and, and heal that so we can grow and move on because it's a matter of the heart. Now I, I want to go into just four areas, and I'm gonna just. Uh, this is not. It's it's probably not gonna be fun for you nor me, right? But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on four areas. It's not every area, but four areas that many of us we need to deal with. There's areas that that we just explode from, or we get depressed from, or it breaks us from. And these four areas uh, that that we need to set guardrails. Four emotions that should set off an alarm that our conscience should say, John, wake up, man. Do you see what's going on? It's it, you say. This is not you but this is you this is an area we need to work on and, and Jesus is talking about the good within us we need to store that good and heal that bad we need to let him heal us and, and and we need to let this awaken our conscience before it causes real damage in our families and these areas matter to God these areas matter to God not because God is easily offended not because he's a tweener right And and he's just easily offended whatever you say. No, God is is offended. These things offend God because it hurts the people that God loves. And I told you last week, I don't care how nice you are to me if you hate my children, we are not good, right? And in the same way, we can sing songs to God. This is amazing grace and I love you and read scriptures about him and, and come and listen to sermons about him. But if we're not good with people that are made in the image of God that God loves, God's not good with you just like you wouldn't be good if someone was messing with your kids and and then saying, Brian, uh, you're my best friend, man. You're like, you're not my best friend. I might strike you. <laughs> right? there, is a, there is there is there's something in you that protects your children, the things that are made in your image, the thing that you love most. And in the same way, God sees us this way because we are hurting the people God loves, and we are hurting us who God loves. And so we have a tendency to wait until something destructive happens before we take a move. But what if we set guardrails beforehand, before the damage, before the hurt, before the mess? What if we did that? So this is the first area: guilt. Say guilt. I don't know if you ever have dealt with guilt. The guilt says this. Guilt says I owe you. I messed up. I missed it and now I owe you. And I know people in this room that deal with guilt every day. Guilt of things that they have done or guilt of things that they have done and not said anything about. They they deal with guilt and what guilt does it leads to distance because you they can't be too close or they'll know what you did right? So you build walls, you do avoidance, you are dishonest, you keep secrets. And guess what secrets do between in a relationship? Secrets can build a longer, a bigger distance. And, and it's crazy because anyone who's going through guilt or anyone who's like trying to keep something from you and you say, and this happens a lot. And when, and I don't know why I'm talking about when we first get married. When you first get married, you have your, my, I used to ask my wife like, hey, what's wrong? And she'd be like, nothing no, babe, just like, tell me what's wrong. Like, I, I know something's wrong. Nothing. And then she's mad. Then she, right? It stomps off. I know something's wrong. No, nothing. And honestly, something is wrong. And, 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 and we, we got to deal with this. So many of us unintentionally think, as long as I can carry this guilt, it won't affect anyone else. As long as I can carry it. But we all know that's garbage. This guilt seeps into everything that we do, and it seeps into the way we view life, your words, your responses, and your view of life, and it lowers your view of yourself, made in the image of God. Number two, anger. Anger says, you owe me. I don't know if you've ever been angry. You hurt me, now I, Now you, got, you better pay me back. The problem with anger, it's never isolated. It doesn't stay in one place. For example, you were hurt at that last job, at that with that last uh, that last relationship, or in that last church, and now you're carrying that anger with you. It's eating you up on the inside, and it's filtering you. You're filtering your life and people through this anger lens, and until they pay you back, oh, this is our thought about anger, until you pay me back, I'm going to hold this over your head, and anyone who reminds me of you, I'm going to hold it over their head, and even though they're long gone from my life, you hold others hostage for what they, whoever they were were, took from you. Because anger says, you owe me. Number three, greed. Greed says, I owe me. I owe me. I love the line that uh, Terrell Owen says. He says, I love me some me, right? I love me some me. And, but that is the, that's just the greed heart. It's the me mindset. It's a consumer mindset. Me first, right? I'm owed this. I deserve this. I owe it to myself. Even if we see a need, as much as our heart goes out to that, our money does not. And this, I'm just Maybe this is you. As much as I feel sorry about something, I don't feel sorry enough to do something, right? This is like the problem with Facebook. It's constantly like, Oh, help fund this, help fund that, and and then you look at the funds. It's zero. They didn't even fund what they said you should fund, and I, 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 I maybe laugh on the inside. I won't tell you if I do or not, but I'm like, dude, you're not even funding what you have told everyone to fund. It's at zero. I want to write it in. Is that why it's at zero? <laughs> right? I don't say that because then, I, you know, never mind, because I'm a pastor, professional Christian, right? But it's it's this you owe me. So I am justified why I can't help you, even though for the Christian, we believe we're here to live out the mission of God right where we are. And if we're not careful, we can fall into greed. Yes, us, you can fall into greed if you're not careful. And you're like, I'm not rich. Riches has nothing to do with a greedy heart. How much you make and how much you have and what you have has nothing to do with greedy heart because we think someone else is always greedy, but not me. That person is greedy. Someone always above us who has more than us. That person is greedy, but not me, right? And 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 people in our lives might feel if you it, when we live in greed, people in our lives will feel in competition with our stuff, our hobbies, our cars, our hunting time, our whatever. And and and, and certain alarms are going off. It's like eh, eh, right, it, it, things are going through our minds. But when our kids, our wife, our friends feel at like competition with our stuff, we might have a greed problem. When we say, oh, that's me time, that's just for me, and, and people are feeling in competition with your things, that might be a, green, a greed problem. It might own you more than you own it. And what I mean, if what I'm saying is bugging you, that's the alarm that we need to put up some guardrails, set some boundaries. And, but, but John, I like nice stuff. Me too. I deal with this too. I'm telling you, Candace is my alarm. She'll tell me what are you doing? <laughs> right? She's, she will alarm things in my life because I can get carried away because this is an identity problem. You think, well, if I have this, I look, then I will feel better about myself. But guess what? You can have it and drive it and, and own it. But you don't feel better about yourself because wherever you are, there you are. You are who you are. And you can get a better job. You're still you. You can go to another church. You are still that. It's not like that changes. You're just moving locations of the same mess up that's on the inside. So you gotta heal this, the heart, before you can go anywhere. And to the Christian, do we really believe, like, uh, in eternity? Because the only thing eternal are people. Everything else fades away. There's a song Jen sings, and I think about it. There's nothing I hold on to, and it's true. There's nothing we can really hold on to in this life. And let me ask you: Do you want the people you love to feel in competition with the things you own? Because one day. You'll be gone, and they'll sell that thing right away because <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> They're like, Dad really loves this car. Let's sell it, <laughs> right? It's funny. It's all garage sale stuff in the future. Your giant, awesome television that you just bought that you won't let anyone touch or the furniture that no one sits in in your front room, right, because it's expensive. It's Ethan Allen. Let me just tell you. Ethan Allen. That's right. It was five grand, that, just that seat those pillows 200 bucks. No one sits there, no one uses it, right? It's crazy. We like have this shrine in in a lot of people's front rooms. I'm just like, no one sits there. Why do you have that shrine? Some people are looking at the other, yeah? right? But I'm just telling, do we really believe that? Number 4, jealousy. Jealousy says life owes me. Someone got what I deserve. So she got who I deserve. And I, I, he got the job I deserve. And now life owes me. And you can, you notice this at work. When someone gets the job that you were going for and now you are like bitter to no end. You're like, I can't believe stupid Tony got the job. Idiot, right? <laughs> right? Tony, how did Tony get the job, right? And you, 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 like, try to do horrible things to them in front of your boss. Like, Tony, I heard you were late yesterday. You, you're trying to dethrone them, right? Hey, you didn't put your cover sheet on your TPS report, Tony, right? And it's nuts. We're nuts. We're absolutely nuts. And it's because of jealousy within us. It's the jealousy within us. We think, I, I, We think life owes me. And listen, none of us are immune to jealousy. I find myself dealing with jealousy on Facebook. I don't know if about you. You're like, I don't do that. I'm good. But, like, I see, like, this is so dumb. This, this, I, I should not even admit this. This is dumb. I, I'm going to give you, like, a, a, a let you know a preface that this is stupid. All right? This is dumb. This is me, though. This is me, though. So I'm, like, going through Facebook, and, like, I see posts from, like, other churches that are doing really well. I'm like, why not me, God? <laughs> Like why can't why can't we have a ten million dollar building, Lord, right? And then I make excuses. I'm like, you know why God's like, because you can't handle it. I'm like, okay, got you, right? right. Uh, And then I like make excuses. They probably never talk about Jesus, right? They probably don't use the scripture. They probably are giving away money or something like that. It's just so dumb. It's it's idiotic. But these things go through my mind, and I I I, I I'm like, what am I doing? I used to look at flat iron stickers, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> every time I drive, ugh, flat irons. And like some of my closest friends, like, uh, went from this church to flat irons, and I'm like, they don't love Jesus anymore. Yeah. Like, what an idiot thought that is, right? And now when I see things like that, I say, God, I pray for that place. Because I have a horrible heart, and I need to watch this on the inside. How can you bless such a rotten heart? And how can I lead a people with such a broken mess? And so why can't I just find my fullness in you and my obedience in Christ? And so I pray. Every time I see it, I pray. And I celebrate. I celebrate now when when I'm filled with jealousy. He had to kick my butt. Have you ever found yourself secretly celebrating someone else's failure? Unless it's the Raiders, you know? Yeah, yeah, unless it's the Raiders, yeah. Because I'm the number one Bronco fan on Facebook. Just because you try to blow out someone else's candle doesn't make yours any brighter. Think about that. I I heard that and I was like, that's so true. So as the worship team comes up, I just want to take a moment what are the answers for these things in our life? Hey, put, that, put that list up again, Mandy, of guilt, of, of greed, of anger and jealousy. What, what are the answers for these in our lives? I want you to know, no matter how chaotic everything on the outside is, you could have peace on the inside. And that's what it means to guard your heart. You can have true peace from Christ. Now, John, how do we do this? How do I have that peace? And so I want to talk about guilt. If you want guilt to be broken in your life, you have to confess. Ooh, right? Well, you, you want me to actually do something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why don't I just confess to Jesus? That's not enough. You got to confess to the person that you actually hurt. I know. I know. It's hard. That's hard. It might be painful for now, but what if it's it's You can hit a guardrail, and you can still grow from it. You can, but if you, there's no guardrail in your life, and you, and you can fall off a cliff. Meaning, guilt unchecked will lead to other behaviors, to more secrets, and secrets suck the passion out of your relationship. It does. Secrets do. Confess. And if you're not ready to confess to the person, confess to someone who will actually help you confess to the person. Not to someone who's like, I don't care what you say. Okay, that's cool. I don't really care about your marriage. That person does not care about your marriage. That person doesn't care about the things going on in your life. That person doesn't care about how you're dealing with your parent, right? Oh, I've been mad. Like you feel guilty because you did something, you stole something from, your, uh, from a friend and then you just keep on hiding it. You have to avoid all the time. And, you, and then you go to a friend, I don't care. That's just your problem. That's not the right person to confess to. <laughs> Number two, anger, anger. What do you need for anger? You gotta forgive. You gotta forgive. Forgiveness, I know. Forgiveness is identifying not only the person, but what was actually taken from you. Think about that for a moment. Because we are like, okay, I forgive you, dad. We're good. You're still not good. You gotta identify what was broken in you, what was taken from you. And you gotta forgive that. Then you gotta cancel that debt. You don't owe me anymore. I let it go. You're off the hook. I choose not to dig it up again. I choose to move on. It's not going to follow me into my next relationship, to my next job, or to my next year. I am forgiving this thing. You're going to name it, and you're going to forgive it. Number three, greed. If you're dealing with greed in this room, you got to give. And you got to write a check. You got to give something that's big to you. It might not be big to me. It might not be big to someone else. It might be big to someone else. But you got to give something that's big to you. Then take what you give and you got to give it away. You got to give it to someone who can't give it back to you. That has no benefit to you. Or find out, find something precious to you that you've been giving way too much time to. And you got to sell that thing. Give it away. Sell it. And then give it away. Break the power of greed over your life. When we are holding on to life so tight, nothing can get into to our lives. And, and the crazy part is our culture tells us to hold on, to hold on, to hold on. Don't give it away. Hold on. It's about us. But greed can hurt us so deep because it keeps God out and God can't move through you. And then we teach the next generation, Greed in the next generation. Greed. We think it's just me. It's not just us. Break the power of greed over your life. If you can't, you will lose, and all the people you love loses. Christians are called to generosity because God is generous. And lastly, jealousy. And this is the hardest one, I think. Jealousy says life owes me, but really, jealousy... No matter what, it is saying, God, you owe me. I've been through some difficult stuff and now you owe me. I got a raw deal, now you owe me. And I see this most of the time when we're going through hardships or through suffering with finances. We're like, God, why am I doing this? Why is this going? You owe me. I, I've been praying, you owe me. In hardship, When we're going through struggles with family and all of us go through struggles with family none of our families are perfect all of our families are crazy yeah they are you're crazy like be be okay with that like like accept it and then heal up on it so that we can move forward and 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 I see this most in suffering and in sickness and listen life happens man And it has nothing to do with you it has nothing to do with what you deserve life will still happen life will still be hard not because you deserve it but that's just sometimes life that's just how it is and in my life I see my wife in incredible pain almost every single day and I ask God why when will this end and and because I know, I know my wife, she's like the best person I know, I can tell you that. There's a lot of people I know, but my wife, if you know her, she's like the best person I know. And it's a struggle, and it's an everyday fight for us sometimes. And she, And she can get bitter, but I see her doing her best to celebrate people. It's crazy. She could be having the worst day, but she'll still celebrate someone else. She's still up here praising God, and it's crazy. I watch her, and it it motivates me because you're not hurting right now. And and we're like, I'm not singing those songs to God, right? I had a bad week. My wife is hurting right now, and she's singing praise to God. and, and And it moves me when I watch her when she leads in that way. It's a fight every day. It's a struggle, but she pours into people even though she feels horrible. And is she perfect? Absolutely not. And she always tells me, I'm failing, I'm failing. But I want to tell her, you're not, you're not failing. You're doing good, Candace. I want to tell my wife, I love her, you're doing good. You're motivating me and you're motivating this church. And, and, uh, and these two words, suffer well, is a very hard combination to put together. And I know many of you in this room, you guys suffer. And as Christians I want to ask you to suffer well in power of Christ in in our in our in our in our view of Christ suffer well and in suffering well we have to celebrate well I don't know what you're going through today but I'm telling you no matter what you're going through we need to learn to celebrate saying God I trust you do what you will I still love you I will not live in jealousy I will still celebrate what's given to me, and I will celebrate what's given to others. I will celebrate Anthony when he gets a raise. I will celebrate. Uh, I will celebrate a, a Trent when he gets a new home or a new job. I'll celebrate people because it's not about me, and I will not choose to live in jealousy. I will celebrate someone else's healing, even if I'm not healed. I will celebrate someone else's financial blessing, even though I don't feel financially blessed. I choose to celebrate. Celebration is a choice because Jesus has given us new life on the cross. He saved us. I did not deserve his grace, his forgiveness, his love, his hope, nothing in this life. I did not deserve my family, the job, the home I live in. This life is a gift and I choose to celebrate. Let's stand, let's stand. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. And if you're, right now, I just feel just going a different, a, a slightly different. If you're suffering right now, uh, just, I just want you to raise your hand. We're going to just pray for you. Just raise your hand. high, and we're going to just pray for you. There's people in this room that are suffering right now. If you're near them, just put your hand on their shoulder because they're suffering, guys. Just put your hand. Don't be ashamed of, of raising your hand. Please just do. Please just do. Like someone just move around, move around. There's one right up here. Yeah. Heavenly Father, before we even move on, there's people in this room that are just suffering, God. And and, and it's so hard to celebrate. And I understand, Lord God, why I come from a family that we're we're going through right now, Lord Jesus. But I pray in the name of Jesus, I trust your Holy Spirit right now, Lord God. It has nothing to do with me, God. It has everything to do with you. I ask for your healing and your resolve in their life. Whatever, if it's a mental suffering, if it's something they're going through, if it's a physical suffering, I pray at the hands that they lay it says in the book of james or if there's any sick among you that we would lay hands on them lord god we would pray lord god and the the prayer of the righteous man avails much a prayer of a righteous woman will happen Lord God and I pray for resolve for their suffering Lord God and that they can stand tall even in their suffering and celebrate and, and sing to you a song Lord God we sell we choose to celebrate this life Lord God so I pray in the name of Jesus to heal right now Lord God it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the power of Christ Lord God we thank you take time right now And pray just on your own. Just bow your heads and let God speak to you. Do you need to confess your guilt? Do you need to forgive your anger? Do you need to plan to give because of greed? Do you need to celebrate people in your life and celebrate Jesus? That's what Christians do. Go ahead, James.
0: You were the Word at the beginning. One with God the Lord most High
2: To celebrate with us.
0: The hidden glory in creation.
2: Just deal, deal with God in your heart. If there's a greed issue, deal with that. If there's a pain issue, deal with that. If there's an anger issue, you got to lay it down before you hurt someone else. If there's a jealousy issue, we got to break that. If there's a, any of those things, just give it to God and make a plan for it. Set a guardrail in your heart today. Come on, Marcy, let's give it. Come on. Thank you, Lord God. Death could not hold you.
0: The veil tore before you i Just sing this with me today. I just feel really impressed on my heart today. Sing it out. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I will climb this mountain with my hands Come on. Whatever you got in your way right now, just release it. Lift your hands up in the air and give it to God in this moment. This moment.
2: Time, nothing that I hold on to, nothing I hold Jesus, on to, nothing I hold on to, nothing I hold on to. That sounds
0: so good. One more time.
2: There's
0: nothing I hold on to,
2: There's nothing I hold on to, There's nothing
0: I hold on to
2: hold on to heavenly father i pray today lord god that if there's anything that's holding that we're holding on to that's really holding us back from you lord god we let it go lord god and we just keep on climbing sometimes we're so close to the top let us not give up lord god let us not look back lord jesus we look towards you and we are empowered by the cross of what you have done and we move forward and we set guardrails in our life, Lord God, because it's just wise, it's wisdom to guard our hearts, Lord God. So we do it, Lord Jesus, from guilt, from greed, from anger and jealousy, Lord. We don't want any of those emotions to control our lives, so we give them to you, Lord, and we move to heal them, Lord God, so that furthermore we can hold on to you and heal this world, Lord God, that you have placed us in. We thank you, we honor you, in Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said... Amen. On our offering, there will be guys at the door with the offering bags. You guys can give there. You guys can give online. Thank you for being here. And I pray that this week that there will be guardrails that we set in our lives because God has alerted us on areas of our life that we need to speak into. And be bold about it. We're so, man, if if you're, we're bold about sin. Let's be bold about right standing with God. Let's be bold about doing the right thing in our lives. Amen. God bless you guys.